Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. What is up? Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the Hard Rock Lunchbox. It is October 24th, 2023, or at least so I am told. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing just great. Thanks for asking. funny on those days where it's like, I can literally hope everybody is doing better than I am, because that would be good for for pretty much everybody. It's a slow start to the day, slow, cumbersome, troubling start for the day for me, for your, uh, for your host extraordinaire, or host only air, I guess, of <laughs> the Hard Rock Lunchbox. I, uh, yeah, man, I got, I got notes. <laughs> I got notes. Comedy. Um, yeah, I kind of got notes all over the place. I'll get to stuff as I get to stuff. I know that might seem obvious to you and anybody that... Oh, here's something I forgot to do. Totally forgot to do something. All right, good job. So we're starting at a minus one today. It's better than most shows. Oh, man, there's so much going on, and I personally cannot believe it is the end of the summer. I mean, not the... Meteorological one, uh, but Labor Day really is kind of coming up. Uh, my daughter starts school again next week. I didn't even consider that. Our neighbor left for college uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, so Charlotte Charlotte's college will start start up again next week. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's still August. And she's like, Yeah, we start in August. And I was like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> Granted, it's been a long time since I was in college, so she's probably right. She's usually right, so I don't, I don't know. Did anybody get a chance to check out the top 20 this past week? I'm curious what anybody thinks of the video situation. It seems to be like it's doing a little bit better. I figured out, uh, what's funny, I figured out actually how to use, or I figured out how to get the AI to start doing kind of what I want to. Uh, basically, I just have to start the programs in a certain order, and that might sound stupid, but like, if that's what's up, that's what's up. I don't really care. Um, you know, I'm 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 happy to actually have something work. I actually have another camera. I'm gonna try when I get a minute. But I seem uh, if this is good for everybody, it seems to be good for me. The quality seems to be a lot better than it was, uh, and and that's that's like a double-edged sword. Like, I like the... I'll get to that in a second. So the, the Lumina camera that I'm using right now, it's good because it shoots at 60 frames per second and in 4K, which is awesome. So it gives me, like, whatever options I want to do. The OBS software that I use to record it seems to be doing a job. I've gotten the two to talk together. That's the part where I have to start things in a certain order. Like, Lumina has its own, like, AI engine, and I actually have to turn that on. And the one feature that I am using of it, like, kind of on the regular... Uh, so that it just sort of jives with the background here is I am using the automatic cameraman, which is kind of a cool feature. It's you know, like if you see the video sort of shifting around, that's what it's doing. It's supposed to centralize like right on my beak here. 
Um, so it's supposed to center the frame, which is why, like I said last week, you know, like if I move like over here, it will slowly start moving that way. And I turned the slow, I made it a lot slower so it wouldn't be so noticeable for all, all the, for all of my viewers with motion sickness, I've, uh, I've got your back. Basically with that one. But anyway, I seem, I seem pretty happy with it. I do not, I'm still having trouble with audio, but since I'm not doing interviews currently, it doesn't really much matter. I'll figure that out at some point. I keep thinking there's going to be this mythological period of my life where I'm going to get all this time back, and it's, it's really, it's not true. Like, I just, actually just, I'm just trying to schedule stuff. Uh, <laughs> like, I realize, like, I'm scheduling, I'm penciling stuff in, like, weeks out, and then I'm, like, trying to confirm, um, things and I'm actually doing it in the most archaic manner like not only am I putting it in, like all my electronic calendars but I'm putting it like on my physical calendar so I physically see stuff that I've decided is important enough that I need to build everything else around it uh, and that's that's been getting kind of hard but I was glad to be able to sort of confirm something um, that I've been wanting to do for a while so I'll be doing that next week probably doesn't involve you so don't worry about it uh, won't interfere with the box at all blah 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 uh, yeah, I just started checking in on the chat. If that looked unfamiliar, it's because I am famously uh, unchecking in on the chat. But I did want to check in the chat. I'm grateful that every uh, that the people are here. Thank you for stopping by and saying hello. I really uh, do appreciate that because it's it's lonely out here. <laughs> It's actually probably less about lonely and more about just feeling stupid for just wasting time. It's like, seriously, I can't keep talking about all the time I don't have and then do a show that nobody listens to, so I'm super grateful that people even bother to listen to it. I can't tell what the downloads are. I stopped reading the statistics on the podcast or the replay of this. It's like hundreds and hundreds of like downloads and stuff that people listen to, but like, I, it doesn't seem to translate into anything, so I don't... I don't really know what happens. I know a lot of people listen live, and I'm super grateful for that. And ju I'm just grateful for people that listen live as I am for people in chat. I mean, people in the chat are just funny and having their own show, and I appreciate that as somebody that just appreciates stuff uh, that's that's cool and good in the world. So that's uh, that's fun. Um, I guess I got a little, uh, little lighthouse keeping to do. Uh, like I said, the new Top 20 video is out. Uh, the free punch in the nuts episode. It's episode 138, which is just bananas to me. Uh, by the way, I also realized I, I guess I've just blown by completely the 10th anniversary of this show because I know it's in August at some point and we're at the end of August. So probably in our 10th year here at the Hard Rock Lunchbox, which means I'll probably change the graphic uh, and also uh, sort of reconsider all my life choices that made me do this show for 10 years. Which I think is still a pretty impressive amount of time to do absolutely anything. Uh, it's right up there with uh, having kids and, you know, having a mortgage. Like, those are things you do for 10 years, right? So, uh, yay me. Congratulations to me. Uh, but I'll figure that out. I don't exactly remember when the date is, but I do think it's early August. I'll check that out. I'll get back to you sometime in uh, September. Wait, we have one more. Wait, we have one more August show. So, maybe I'll do something for the 31st. I mean, I think we all kind of know I'm not going to, but, like, maybe we will. Maybe I'll just at least acknowledge it and find out what it was. Maybe I'll even play clips from the very first show, which I've listened to over the years. And I assure you, if you think this show is bad, like now, like this show is polished AF considered, compared to how it was 10 years ago. Like, man, I 
can't even begin to tell you how bad it was. But that's neither here nor there. If you want to check it out, I'd appreciate it. Uh, I talk about how true facts really are just facts, uh, and people should stop doing that. Um, stream of consciousness, time to promote, necessity production, uh, how it's important to break yourself down in order to build yourself back up. That would be cool, so uh, feel free to check that out. Um, Rebel 9 World News. Uh, we have our next show is going to be October 27th. Uh, at Mr. Berry's, it's going to be our Halloween show. I'm waiting on one more band to confirm, uh, which would be really great if they do that. If they could do that, like, right now, I'd super appreciate it. So I can get that off my plate and uh, stop building and move into the production part of the show, which would be much better. Uh, also, in December, uh, December 8th, uh, will be our next show. Uh, will be another show. That'll be over at Nostalgia and Beth Page. It's going to be a Long Island Rock Unplugged. Uh, we've already got commitments from a few people to do that, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Just make sure you mark your calendars. Um, also, um, the uh, hopefully you saw this, the Side Out video, lyric video, came out on the 18th. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, I did not do it, so I'm, I'm allowed to say that I thought it was good. Uh, I thought it came out really good, so give that a look if you want. I actually... Um, I actually... Uh, sponsored it or advertised it on Facebook, which is something I haven't done in a real long time because I just don't think it's worth the money, and it isn't. But I did realize, and I think I was saying this last week, that like the simple fact that I cannot communicate to a wide spread of the Rebel 9 universe, which is not large, by the way. It's not like I'm trying to let people know that are visiting, like, you know, Ganymede or any of the other moons of Jupiter. I'm trying to let people know that are real, honest-to-God Rebel 9 fans have absolutely no idea that uh, Rebel 9 put out new material. They don't know it on Spotify because they don't do stuff like live and breathe for their release radar like some people do. Like... They don't watch YouTube, they're not subscribed to our channel, or if they do subscribe to our channel, they, like, nobody cares about notifications. I mean, like, honestly, how many notifications do people get every day that just, like, swipe, 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 swipe? I mean, like, people just don't care, so unless you get in front of them, like, yo, dude, we have a new song out. It's actually really good, and the only way to really do that, I thought, this time out, was to pay for it. And I will tell you, I did not pay all that much, because, again, Rebel 9 audience, like, isn't that big of a deal. I mean, Facebook is a dying medium as it is. I mean, there's, like... 10,000 Rebel 9 fans. I mean, like, how many of those are actual fans? I have no idea. How many of those are people that are even remotely interested in Rebel 9 anymore? I also don't know. Um, so, you know, but, like, that's who I pitch to because those are the people that I'm trying to at least let know that uh, that we've got. We do the Rebel 9 group, but it's just sad. Like, you know, and not the Rebel 9 group. But, like, I love the Rebel 9 group because it's a good way to communicate about shows and stuff like that. But it's just... There are so many things. Like, it's just not an effective medium of doing it. I'm considering, like, just sort of launching, like, text signups because then because I'd rather get, like, 100 people that really want all the information, and I'll just text them. You know, I can do that from any number of services. And, like, like look, you wanted to know when this happened. Here it is. I don't want to burden you with information, but, like, this is what's up. And, you know, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I won't. My point is, is that I did that. I spent maybe thirty bucks on it, um, and the, just the sheer volume of people, like in the Rebel Nine sphere, that were like, "Oh man, that sounds good! Great new song!" People sharing it, like you know, and I appreciate people that will share our video because it's not. It's like we've talked about this for years. Like Jimmy and I even had a very long conversation last time he was on here, or one of the times he was on here about like. 
There's very little that the fans can really do in this day and age other than information, right? So, like, yes, paying for merch and tickets and stuff, like, direct support, like, that's always, always really good. But when people ask, like, what we, what can you do, what can we do to, like, help you, like, share it. Like, I don't know who you know, man. Like, I just don't. Um, and they're sharing it, which a lot of people have done, and I appreciate that. Just a simple share of the video, a simple share from Facebook that it exists, all that other stuff. And then I've got, like, maybe a handful of people, like, less than 10, that have shared the video, and they're like, this song is awesome. Like, you know, I like this band, but, like, this song is really good. It's there for something that gets somebody to read it. Because, honestly, if you just share something, people will see it. And that's awesome for awareness, like, no shade whatsoever. Like, the awareness is super important, but it's always been... And it's actually the foundation of why this show exists is because I would give recommendations of songs, and I could tell people why. So, you know, if you like, like, a really heavy kind of song, like, give this a listen. Like, I've seen a few of those posts. Actually, one of the funniest ones I've seen was uh, from my friend Frankie, who Frankie and I fight, like, really, really hard about politics. He's moved to Florida. He... he uh, a podcast and a show, super supportive of musicians, always has, even brings it up when we argue, he's like, listen man, he's like, we are not going to agree on this, I love your band, hate your politics, and like, I appreciate that because even though I don't agree with him, like, I I appreciate the level of evolution that it sort of takes to do that, feels like it's something I'm still aspiring to be, my argument is definitely like, I'm not arguing with you unless I really care about this particular issue and care enough about you to bother, so... I feel like we're kind of in the same sort of area, but I appreciate it. But, but dude, like, I think the last time we even spoke, it was just, like, basically, like, go F yourself. Like, that's where it was. And, like, you know, I got this in front of him, and he's, like, you know, Rebel 9 put out a dope-ass track or whatever he said and then put the put the thing. So, like, that's something that people can do. But my point is, is I just dropped this advertising thing and be, even though I've been promoting it for weeks at this point, like, the the single itself on Spotify and YouTube and then the lyric video on, on YouTube, like, once I actually paid to get it in front of people is when people started sharing it because people started seeing it and the views kind of, like, went through. Like, we were actually going really slow, slowly on Spotify. Like, Rebel 9 does not usually move that slow with new music on Spotify because it just doesn't. Um, but this one was going very slowly. And all it could be was promotion because as soon as I got it out in front of people, like we jumped over that thousand mark real quick. And that thousand plays is like a big mark because they don't even bother counting you if you're under a thousand. You check out most local bands and you'll see that less than a thousand kind of thing on Spotify because that's the number of plays they have. It's not even worth them putting up if it's less than a thousand. So... Once you kind of get beyond that marker, it's 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 pretty good. And honestly, I have no idea what what uh, site out even is that because I've been so goddamn busy. Uh, and we can kind of check this together if you want. Let's see, Revel. This is how easy it is. Like it's just this easy. Revel nine. It's too bad because if I had one of the stickers with me, I could just scan it. But I don't. Revel nine artist. Thank you very much. Side out. Two thousand four hundred seventy-five plays. Right? When I tell you we were significantly below that before I did this advertising, I am not kidding. But that's that's a lot more respectable of the number. So thank you for everybody listening to it, and thank you for everybody sharing it. I really, I really do appreciate that. I actually didn't come here to talk about any of those things, unsurprisingly, I'm sure. But, um, 
I'm going to keep this short so I can get on to the music. Like I said, I'm having a bit of a day, so I don't know how much I really want to engage in some of this conversation. Um, but I've noticed, um, I guess I've just been noticing lately, and I feel like I've been talking about it for, you know, a couple years. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's since Trump or since COVID or post-COVID or whatever, but like, you know, these are things that are not things that other people aren't seeing. And I've been talking about this sort of like this selfish, this very self-centered approach that it seems like most people are taking. By the way, I'm sorry if I'm speaking at all funny. I have a bite on my lip. Like, I don't think you can see it right now. Uh, you can see that? Like, dude, I took a chunk out of the inside of my lip so bad. I think I did it while I was unconscious on Monday because I feel like I woke up uh, from the anesthesia with that in existence. And it is so big. It hurts so bad. And it, But it is so big that I keep re-injuring it. But it's now also starting to affect the way I speak. Like, it feels like a third, maybe a quarter of my bottom lip is swollen. And it is just incredibly hard to exist like that. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, I have woken up from anesthesia, one of my greatest fears, by the way. Um, but and also, by the way, like, I don't remember going under. Like, I'm trying to, like, put this together. I know they said they were going to give me stuff to help me forget in case I woke up. Uh, so they did that. So I think that's, that might be, that might be hypnol, right? Like, I might have been given a, like... <laughs> As they say on Arrested Development, a forget me now. But like, I might have been given like, like legally and properly administered the date rape drug. I have to tell you, man, there's nothing really as unsettling as that because I, I remember what I remember about being in the hospital bed, and like, I don't remember anything after a certain point. And every other time I've been under anesthesia, I always remember the countback, and I don't, I don't get any of that. So I'm talking about people being selfish and self-centered. And it's not so much that I want you to kind of look out for it because I have to tell you, I feel really bad now that I've noticed it and because I see it everywhere. And I don't want to say like it's affecting the quality of my life because only really I can affect the quality of my life, I suppose, or you know, I can determine what what can affect the quality of my life but it really is sort of disheartening i think is probably the right word to to see so much selfishness and self-centeredness and i identify a lot of the political stuff because it's people like cheering for their favorite teams like i don't i don't you know i really wasn't much into sports like i like playing them but i like i wasn't i was never a super fan even as a kid and as an adult like i really had other things to do uh, than really care about like the Mets or the Yankees and the rivalry between them. I personally, and I've said this publicly, I think it is so fun to just poke, you know, Mets fans or Yankees fans and you know Rangers fans and Islanders fans. Like, I love that. I I I, I don't care about like hockey is a perfect example. I do not care about the Rangers or the Islanders, but I care about people that care about the Rangers and the Islanders, and. It's not like I want to work them up because I feel like that's the wrong thing to do, but I definitely enjoy when they happen to be worked up. And I just like, man, I wish I could, <laughs> like, you know, even the thing I'm like most passionate about sports wise, like in terms of like the women's world cup, uh, that was just going on. Like, you know, Charlotte and I are still making our way slowly through the games, which I think is awesome. And I was so excited or so pleased and so proud of my daughter. What she said yesterday, we're watching the semifinal 
of England versus Australia, which, by the way, as far as I'm concerned, has been the best game, uh, like in terms of quality and like just sportsmanship. I think it's been the best game of the entire Cup for me so far. The semifinal between uh, Australia and England, with with the with the game between Sweden and the and the U.S. a close second, but that was more. That should not have gone the way it went, and it was just unfortunate. The Australia-England game went exactly the way it should have gone, and there was unfortunate on both sides. And you know, I, I feel like it was a really good balance. But she, but Charlotte says to me, she's like, "I'm really glad we kept watching this after the U.S. got knocked out," and I was too. Like, I was really, really enjoying it. Like, there is, I can't think of anything. Like, I just like look forward to to sitting down and just like watching and consuming. Um, like that, so I was really super happy about that. And I've talked way too long, and I really did want to talk about this sort of self-centeredness and and you know why it's disheartening. But like honestly, it's just it's so goddamn late. And I'm sorry I ramble, and I'm sorry I start late. And I appreciate everybody giving me the flexibility and latitude to just talk nonsensically in these streams of consciousness. And I find I need them on on certain days. And, and I need them more on, at certain times when I'm laboring over the thoughts that I'm holding on to, the baggage that I'm trying to carry around. The only way I successfully know how to do this is to speak these things. And as I feel more and more stifled in the world because there's fewer and fewer outlets for me to release those things, I really become much more grateful and much more appreciative of the outlets that remain. So thank you all for listening to me say probably nothing for the past 20 minutes. I'll try and make it up to you with some music. I've got some cool Waterbury news. I know you didn't expect that today. Uh, that'll be coming, and I have uh, some other kind of new style of music thing that I accidentally found because, again, I live and breathe my release radar, and we're going to have to have a does it box moment on that because this one is beyond my all comprehension, so I might even have my finger on the button to dump out of that one, but I'm going to rein you all in for that a little bit later. Uh, but for now... I don't know, man. Just trying to make my way, right? And I guess we have to start by making our way through the end of this conversation and into some music. It's probably a good idea. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Just to continue a little bit about our uh, the selfish selfishness or self-centered sort of thing I was referencing earlier, just sort of funny to see in the chat here just talking about... Uh, the window cleaner guy isn't isn't pleased that <laughs> you're not not being friendly with him. Like, yeah, that's kind of my point. Like, like, listen. First of all, yes, everybody should take time in their day to be friendly to those around them. I totally agree with that. Pleasantries are fine, but the insistence there's that people are somehow more important than whatever it is that you're doing is just it's it's incorrect and i know it's something that i deal with in my life like i try to not do that to people i will be the first to admit that i am a really bad at not seeing all sides of things um especially if i'm getting super or hyper focused on a project because a lot of times i'll just see the goal line and that's that's it and i'm i'm terrible at that i'm aware of it and i spend uh, i spend a lot of time trying to work on that uh, and if you're ever unfortunate enough to be in an argument with me and I get really quiet, it's because I'm reflecting upon all these different sides trying to understand things. But I have also learned in my 
thousands of years on Earth so far that I can't always do that. I do not understand everybody else's perspectives because I can't understand, or because I haven't experienced everything that led them to there, and that needs to be okay too. Uh, but my point is, where it comes to you know, hey man, I'm just doing this thing here, and I really want you to do this thing too. And it's like, oh, but you know, you're working and all that other stuff. Like, people need to stop doing. It's the same mentality where people are like, I want to do what I want to do. Like, yeah, no shit, bro. Like, we all want to do what we all want to do. Like, that's kind of what it is, and that that is the the thing I keep bumping into. It's also the thing that like manifests itself in like really stupid ways, like. People not signaling in traffic, like to make a turn or to change lanes. Like, yeah, okay, what is your reason for not doing that? I don't feel like doing it, but it's not, like, that is the things that we have all agreed to as a society, but you don't want to do it. You see it where people are driving slow, say, in the left lane of the expressway. In every state but New York, it's actually illegal to cruise in the left lane. It's a passing lane. If you're doing, if you're not passing somebody, it is actually illegal for you to be there in 49 other states. And yet there are so many people like, I'm doing the speed limit, I'm doing nothing wrong, so I'm going to keep doing this. Now, if you notice, the thing you heard the most there is the word I, and I'm getting really, really, really tired of everything being defined by I or by me. Like, let's have it be more us and we, because that is how society moves forward. And I understand if you are trying to make a particular point about something in a conversation, but if you're living your life based on I and me, you're probably the problem. Hard Rock Lunch Box. All right. Before I get to my next segment, I do want to do this before I completely forget. So I'm not sure if the law is going into effect today or it's just being signed today or whatever it's going to be, but it's a big Jersey Phil Murphy kind of thing. And I am a big fan of Phil Murphy. Maybe not a big fan, but I'm a fan of Phil Murphy. Uh, And I appreciate stuff like this that doesn't actually affect anything, but matters a tremendous amount. So... In New Jersey, uh, anybody from New Jersey will tell you that there is a central New Jersey. Everywhere else outside of New Jersey, there's North Jersey and there's South Jersey. And honestly, as somebody that has traveled through and played in most of the state, I'm not always sure. Uh, but but I am, I'm not always sure if I'm in North Jersey or South Jersey, but whatever I claim to be North Jersey or South Jersey, I'm inherently wrong. And somebody will always be in the audience to let me know that I'm wrong. So... What's so special about today is they're actually, except for, besides just being like a region and a concept for years, they're actually formalizing the honest-to-God Jersey region of central New Jersey. Assembly Bill 4711 would mandate state tourism officials to redraw their maps to include a central Jersey region made up of Hunterdon, Mercer, Middlesex, and Somerset counties. They would then be required to promote that region just as they promote other parts of the state. And if you're interested at all in what the center of central New Jersey is, it actually turns out to be New Egypt. So if you happen to be in the New, G- New Egypt area and at all give a shit that you're in central New Jersey or want to find the center of New Jersey, which I'm sure is less cool than standing on the four corners out in Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, and Utah, but it's the best we can do that's within driving range and near also proximal to a Philly cheesesteak. If you needed one, New Egypt would be the place to go. Now, 
We debuted last week uh, the brand new single called Five from the Neon Skyline. It is officially out now. You can get it on Spotify, Apple Music, and everywhere. Uh, they uh, they stream music. Uh, and I would like to introduce a brand new segment here on the Hard Rock, Hard Rock Lunchbox. <laughs> Tentatively call. Eh, they wrote it and released it. We might as well play it. So here in the primary <laughs> premiere episode of Ugh, they wrote it, released it, so we might as well play it. It's the Neon Skylines brand new single, Five.
What happened? Oh, I saw the whole thing, dude. First you were all like, whoa, and then we were like, whoa, and then you were like, whoa. What are you talking about? You, mini man, taking on the hard rock lunch box. You got serious thrill issues, dude.
I don't really know what to do here with this one other than to just go straight through. So, I found this song. Uh, it's called Life in the 8051. It's from a band, and I'm air quoting, you can't see that, so you'll just have to trust me. A, a, a group called Perspective. But no E at the end, just Perspective. And it is the first time I've ever come across something in the genre called corn wave. That's corn with a K. The reason it's corn with a K is because it's this synth pop stuff music. So basically everything Joey is doing with the Neon Skyline, but in the the way of the band, the metal band, Corn. Corn Wave. Um, which, to be perfectly honest, if it was a product on late night TV that either made popcorn or corn dogs, and I had had enough whiskey, uh, would be on its way to me right now, probably with free shipping and free easy installments. I listened to this twice today. I really debated whether or not it was something for the box. I don't think it is. But then I also reflected upon the fact that my track record so far is less than 50%. Which, if you're a stats nerd, means that if I think it, it's probably inaccurate. This pertains only to what is good music on my own radio show, by the way. Generally speaking, in the rest of the world, in the rest of my communications and conversations, if I think it, it's an 89 or better that I'm correct in the conversation. But when it comes to figuring out if something does indeed box... I am less than one for two. I am probably closer to like three for seven than anything else. So I thought, who am I to deny my listeners, the great audience of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, exposure to something that's possibly brand new, potentially even their new favorite style of music? It's not. But I'd like to think that maybe, just maybe one person out there, could really, really dig this new emerging California probably based synth wave, corn wave, corn dog pop music. So, in this week's episode of Does It Box, I present to you Perspective and Life in the 8051. I will also be monitoring the chat so that if I am forced to dump out early, I will. Hard Rock Lunch Box. So this past week, uh, the Bacon is My Podcast boys, Mikey and Jimmy, had Letter Kills on uh, on the show for an interview. Letter Kills is a band from roughly 20 years ago that actually had a song called Radio Up that uh, we played on this show before. It's uh, pretty, you know typical for the time kind of song. I always sort of dug it. So I wanted to give it a listen now that they're back together 20 some odd years after. And uh, I got to tell you, pretty surprised, pleasantly surprised that it was a good song. So I figured I'd share it with you. It's called Right Where We Belong. I dig it. Maybe you'll dig it too. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Okay, so today, today, after the show, about two o'clock on the Eastern Seaboard, um, we all know Chris Waterbury, drummer extraordinaire from Craving Strange, several other things, but we probably know him from Craving Strange. 
uh, is going to do something uh, kind of new. Um, I haven't seen it. I haven't been involved in anything that's been done like this before. Uh, so I figured I would give you all a big heads up so you could be ready for it. Um, so I think it was at the last show, the Sandbox show, uh, at the warehouse, um, where Chris and I were talking about the possibility of taking one, uh, one taking a Rebel Nine song and basically pulling the drums out and having Chris add the drums to them. Kind of a, like, kind of a cover, kind of a tribute, kind of an homage, kind of a, you know what I mean? Uh, and I thought the idea was awesome. Talked to my drummer, he was fine with it. Um, it's, in, in its, um, in its simplicity, it's a very cool kind of thing, right? Um, I'm trying to explain this, like, from a non-musician perspective. So, you know, like, when people, like, wear their, you know, sports team's quarterback shirt or whatever, like, they're not the quarterback, right? But they, they like their team enough that they wear their jerseys. You wear your band's jerseys and stuff like that. Uh, and when you're a musician, you play songs that you like to play from other people. That's that's not just to, that's not you know reserved for just non-musicians. Musicians do that. Um, I mean, sorry, no musicians. Obviously, a musician has to do it. That's not reserved for non-band people, you know, or people that don't write. It's reserved for for people like people that have come seen Rebel Nine play and come seen me play individually have seen me do covers over the years. Um, and I choose covers for you know, a variety of reasons. But one of the reasons I do them is because I want to pay some sort of honor or homage to the song. Like sometimes it's a song that's like super important to me and I've, it makes me feel good to perform those, to play those things. It's fun to do in a very childlike, not childish, in a very childlike way. It allows you to be part of something that you think is really cool. Uh, so for me, I've always enjoyed that. I've always enjoyed covering other people's materials, uh, especially, like I said, songs that are meaningful to me um, and important. So this is this is kind of that. I don't know Chris's internal motivation, and I don't need to know it because I know Chris well, and I know that his intentions are always good and, and wonderful and honest and true and all those other things. Um, and when he says that he wants to do something, like, you know, he wants to do something with, like, a Rebel 9 song, whether or not he intends this message to get across is irrelevant. What comes across to me is, hey man, I'm a really good musician. I really think this song you wrote is awesome, and I would like to be a part of it in whatever capacity I can be a part of it. As the songwriter, I don't know of a better honor than that. I don't know of a greater honor. Every time somebody has covered a Rebel 9 song that I've written, that I've you know worked on or whatever, every time it's happened, there is this rush of just humility and humble and honor and just like sometimes it's overwhelming like I don't even know how to describe it 
Like somebody gave a shit enough about you and something you did to put in any effort, let alone a lot of effort, just to be a part of it. It's I, I don't know that there's a greater honor out there. I just I just don't. So anytime it's ever happened, whenever bands have covered, you know, the hundreds of times I've San Jose covered in the past 10 years as every single time there is even when it's done badly I like it do you know what I mean like it's almost better <laughs> it's almost better the worse it is <laughs> so it just there's just something about it so what Chris did is he took one of our songs and he was able to pull the drums out and if you've ever seen his jamming with a stranger uh, videos on Stranger TV. You'll see it's it's a really well produced video shoot of Chris playing drums, and um, and and like to a, to a song. He's done this for like some super famous songs, uh, and it's you know him playing like a drum playthrough, like how it's done. I think what makes this one different is because it's a Rebel Nine song, and because. You know, he's part of our scene. He's part of our little brotherhood. Like, if we were a union, like, we'd be the brotherhood of, you know, Long Island musicians or whatever. Like, it's literally that. And I think because of this, he wanted to put in, like, what his take on it would be. So it's not just a playthrough of, like, you know, here's me playing Rush or here me playing Avenged Sevenfold. Like, this is, this is what I would do if I were playing this song. And I think it lends itself beautifully to the new series that he titled What Would Waterbury Do? Because if you wanted to know, like, if Waterbury played drums on this song, like, what would it sound like? Well, if you gave that any attention at all, even thought it for just a second, at 2 o'clock today on Stranger TV, you can find out exactly what Waterbury would do if he was playing Keep You Near.
little bit from Crash Overcast there. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you're a super, super talented actor, how goddamn dare you be talented as a musician, too? I say every time I play anything from Jared Leto. And uh, I guess I'm going to have to start saying it more and more about Keanu Reeves because I'm digging a lot of the stuff he's doing in Dogstar. Now, granted, he only plays bass. And if you're playing bass, are you even in the band? Of course not. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I don't know if it was just the uh, mice and men, but I'm starting to feel hella aggressive. And I have no one to slam dance with, so I'm just going to keep playing stuff. Hard Rock Lunch Box. All right, so I don't know the best way to intro this next song, so I'm just going to kind of just ramble with it. And I hope, uh, just forgive me if I get it wrong or don't interest you in it, because I think it's a really cool thing, and I want to be very clear about me thinking that, because, because it is. So I've talked over the years, and certainly recently, about the very great, wonderful, and talented national treasure that is Dolly Parton. Uh, in my opinion, she did one of the coolest things I've ever seen anybody do when she was inducted or nominated for induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She politely, because that's the way she was fucking raised, politely declined um, the the offer, the induction, uh, to which the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame said, no, you can't do that because they weren't raised properly, apparently. Uh, but they, they gave it to her because of the influence she's had on so many artists. Um, you know, over the years, because she's Dolly Parton, um, you know, and, and as a country icon, she definitely has some crossover appeal, certainly in pop, but she's, she's done a good job. She's done good work. She's a good person. Like everything I know about her publicly and all of her public work, um, everything she's on the record for, like, is something to be commendable, commended because it's commendable behavior. And for, as far as I can tell, she's lived a life well lived and done, like I said, like good stuff, but she has put out good music over the years, and when she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, despite her, I guess, passive objection to it, because she was absolutely right, it was not something she should have been inducted into, but she decided that, and this this is what kills me, because this is what I see as that Southern country value work ethic that I find so lacking in so many people that are complaining about things these days. This is what they think they are, but they're not. People like Dolly Parton are. So when she got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, she said, well, if I'm going to be inducted, I'm going to do the work to earn it. So she went about putting together like this big rock record, uh, and she she got huge rock stars, like really huge rock stars, um, like like uh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest. I'm actually going to pull it up right now so I get this right. I probably should have done that already, but I suck at my job in case you haven't noticed, so I just didn't do that. I mean, obviously she's discography. Um, Holly Dolly Christmas, that's funny. Uh, I can't find it. Um, but anyway, like a lot of people like Dudes and Kiss, uh, like I said, Judas Priest and stuff like that. She actually did like this whole uh, kind of rock record, which I think is absolutely awesome. Um, to be fair, I didn't like much of it, but that's okay. I didn't need to. I like the idea. However, recently, she did a remake, a cover, as it were, of what I consider to be the greatest Beatles song ever. Um, Let It Be, for me, was always my favorite Beatles song by a lot. Um, 
there's a lot of reasons for that that I don't have the time or the inclination to go into now. So you just have to take my word for it. Whether or not it is technically the best, doesn't matter. For me, it's my favorite one. Uh, and I hesitated with the word cover because even though she did indeed cover the song, she covered it with Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, it's a cover, but kind of if you do it with the guy that wrote it, I, I, I don't know how much of a cover that actually is. Like, I, I don't, I guess it's a cover. I'm sure royalties will still go that way. I just, I thought it was such a beautiful, like, I think she did a really good job on it. But honestly, it's such a beautiful song. I don't know that you can't do a good job on it. And she's older now, and you can actually hear it in her singing. And that's sort of unfortunate because that just speaks to the end of a career that has been, you know, really utilized. And like, God bless Dolly Parton. And I don't say that lightly. But it was just such a wonderful thing. I decided I figured, let's just play it and enjoy four and a half minutes of what I consider to be one of the greatest songs ever written. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Ah, everybody here at the Hard Rock Lunch Box wants to wish our very own Jimmy G a very happy birthday and please enjoy our weekly craving of the week without craving strange this time. Little Jimmy Blue's notebook or Jimmy's blue notebook if you speak English at all. Lost another one to hate If only I was better at Knowing when to change I've lost another one to fate I don't know which is better Something tells me I'm the one to blame To blame when I want to keep you close It's when I push it all away So if I cut you down Then we can't look each other in the face And then I'm safe We move Counting takes them all away I've watched another turn away Better than or better off Are both mistakes that all end up the same The same Cause when I want to keep you close It's when I push it all away So if I cut you down, then we can't look each other in the face. It's where I'm safe. We move on. Move on. 
close, it's when I push it all away. So if I cut you down, then we can look each other in the face. When I want to keep you close, it's when I push it all away. So if I cut you down, then we can look each other in the face. It's where I'm safe. We move on. Move on. We move on. Well, it turns out that not only is my poor time management not only legendary it is still running just fine i had other stuff to say and play and i'm getting to neither of those things because it is almost two o'clock which means it's almost time to get the hell on out of here that's right peeps it's almost it for the hard rock lunchbox i can't believe it either but aren't y'all just a little bit grateful that it's over <laughs> i kid i kid <laughs> i am gonna leave you with something that i think accurately describes it precisely what I believe everybody listening or still listening deserves because that's just the way we roll here. Have everybody, have yourself a good weekend. Enjoy the weather. Uh, it is not Labor Day weekend yet, so I will save that for next week. I'll try and see uh, if I'm going to do anything for the 10 years of the box. Probably not, but uh, maybe we'll do that next week. In the meantime, get yourself ready. Turn your radio either up or down, but definitely prepare yourself for this. And I'll see you next week on the box. Hard rock lunch box.